0: Hi Kylie! Good
1: morning!
0: How are you? How are you? Oh, we're in sync! We are indeed in sync, it must, be our, it must be this time of the year with that beautiful full moon we've just had.
1: It has been beautiful, really noticeable as well. <laughs> Whenever there's a little bit of unease what's happening, it's a full moon. Yeah that's right. <laughs> so what have we got on our topic list today? well we have something which can be taken as quite a sensitive topic it is a sensitive topic but one that i think we both agree needs to be raised and addressed uh, just to move that conversation forward uh, allow people to be aware of how they can get help and also uh allow people to know they have a voice which is exactly what the sparseness podcast is all about so what I'm talking about here is um, sexual harassment in the workplace, and especially in the spa, wellness, alternative practitioner settings. Mm -hmm. Uh, Julie, you really have kind of been uh, leading on this research that you found. So I'll take it over, sorry. (laughs) I'll let you take over um, and introduce this um, uh, survey that we've found or you found and that we really want to share with everyone today. Yeah,
0: thank you Carly. Yeah, a very important topic and I think as you said one that is often not talked about uh, openly enough or clearly enough. So um, I was, I belong to um, an international association of complementary therapists called FOIT, and they have a magazine called Focus on Health and Wellbeing and through them, they have teamed up with something called Think Tree Hub, which is also an international professional association for complementary healthcare, wellness, and well being. And they've recently been doing some work on trying to have a, a certificate or like a little badge, I think it is, that you can put on your website to let the public know that you are a qualified therapist. Because there have been very many vulnerable people out there over the last few years looking for a therapist, and they've been caught out by, uh, by going and visiting perhaps non qualified people. And so, therefore, this is the next extension of that relationship. Is now they want to actually work out how we can protect more the therapists themselves. And so, they've come up together with a, a survey to really gather as much information as possible about experiences that people have been having uh, within their business of uh, let's say a sexual harassment nature. And this is completely anonymous. It doesn't take very long to do the survey, um, but it's important information, it's important data, because I think, you know, we don't, I think we underestimate the numbers on this. Yeah. And I think what they're trying to do is trying to gather Well, what sort of uh, um, incidences have occurred. You know, how do we classify them? How do we deal with them? And, you know, we also had an opportunity within the survey because I, I did it myself um, to make some suggestions for them. So it's really a place where we can air our thoughts and air our own personal ideas. And of yeah. course, you know, this could obviously be very triggering for some people as well. So it could be a very an emotional moment. But what they've also uh, said is that, you know, if you need help, you can reach out to them, which I think is wonderful because sometimes you may not be listened to you may not be believed and it's and it's really important i think to have somewhere where you can go and and express those emotions and those feelings and whether they're anger they're fear because uh, you know i know firsthand and i think you can you, you'll agree with me here that when that happens to you it is incredibly confrontational
1: yeah i have experienced a couple of occasions where that um, I've been in put, put in a horrible compromised situation, um, which I don't mind sharing with people because I think it's really important. And, you know, it was a full blown what you would imagine it to be, um, you know, doing a very professional remedial massage. And um, it was a referral from another therapist who wasn't she was relocating so she had a, a, a body of uh, clients that she actually handed over to me to take on uh, and when this person approached me you know innocently naively kind of just went through my processes and consultation um or oh, i will say i had a gut feeling that i didn't follow at that time you know we're talking about 10 10 11 years ago um I didn't know how to acknowledge my gut feeling at that time. I've done a lot of work on that. Uh, Fortunately for me, it wasn't in a private um, private home environment. It was in a professional um, osteopathic practice. Mm. Um, And when but still that didn't deter this person from going all out and exposing himself and me being left in a horrific situation. But I was so glad that I had support downstairs, you know, the osteopaths downstairs all um, helped me at the time. And we had police and it was horrific. Mm. Um, and I was only in my like, late twenties and I'd, I'd heard about this happening to therapists but it never directly happened to me. A few kind of um, lighter occasions, if I can even say that they're lighter, but you know, I think, it's really sad to think that we tolerate behavior, mm. uh, which I definitely think I did back then. You sort of tolerate certain things and, you know, weird comments or suggestions. And, uh, but this was full on what you would imagine. Um, and, you know I did take action at the time and it, it's just terrific. it but also what's weird is when you talk to fellow therapists about these things at the time it was kind of made a bit light-hearted and we were sort of laughing about it in the end and actually again there's this naivety and maybe it's a trauma thing you don't realize the extent of what's just happened and people deal with things in different ways and you maybe one of my kind of defaults is to sort of try to laugh things off because that's how I cope with things on a personal level. But this can really affect people much deeper and um, it's not funny by all means, no. it really no. isn't. Um, but I'd like to hear from therapists. I'd, I'd like people to kind of, if they feel comfortable, you know, come forward and share their experiences. Um, they sort of fester and linger in the background as this sort of thing that happened to you but actually they need to be talked about um, and made um, normal I guess. It's it's sad that it is normal um, that these things happen, that 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 might feel okay and normal but it's really not, it's not normal.
0: It's not Um, normal on any level. I mean, yes. if, some, if somebody um, comes up to you in the street and tries to, uh, let's say, pro- proposition you and physically touches you, as far as I'm aware, that's 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 a, a, a reason for you to actually call the police. So if it's happening on the street and it happens behind closed doors, it should be with the same level treated with the same level of of i think of severity you know it's not on okay on any level from between any sex between yeah. any any preference or whatever you know if you if it's an un an unrequest let's say an i just put it an unsolicited request that you're receiving you've done nothing in your power to 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 have given anybody the wrong impression then it's not wanted uh-huh. And it's, I think, you know, we have to also look at how do we make people absolutely clear? Yes, OK, if you would like to go off and have that certain, you know, kind of a, a finish to your treatment, you know, don't come to us because we are serious therapists and we value what we do and we take care of our, our staff and it won't be tolerated. I think it's like a zero tolerance level. I mean, I'm almost to the point where I'm almost thinking of blacklist you know, as horrible as that may sound. But, um, you know, people who habitually uh, go around and try to uh, think that this is normal should be on a list. Yeah. Maybe I'm being Uh,
1: extreme here. (laughs) I think we're uncovering a huge topic here. As you're talking, I'm thinking of things, how much this can escalate. Yeah. Because in my case, that person, I don't know if you know that is happening outside of him. You know that person coming to the the practice and wanting a treatment, and but well, he, he's a person in society living life with hmm. that m- mindset, <laughs> which is dangerous in my eyes. Um, and so this is why I felt I had to take action. You know. Um, And with the police but also um, there is a expectation from that person that that is a a service that is offered Mm. which also needs to be addressed these services are being offered elsewhere Um, so how do we identify them and um, is it legal in different countries Uh, it's it's such a huge topic it is Um, and also, yeah, I, and I, I just one other point before we kind of go into the information side of things. Um, are we educated enough and trained enough at college level as a therapist to deal with these situations? Because I definitely don't think, and I'm quite a streetwise savvy person in general, but even when that experience occurred, I didn't know how I, I didn't react how I thought I would react. I mm. did the right thing, but I definitely thought I would be coping better than I did. Mm. Um, and I also, like, yeah. the element of, am I making a big deal out of something? What's that all about? Mm. You know, that this, like I said, it was over 10 years ago. I, I, that is systematically in my mind, I, I, I was questioning whether I was making a big deal out of this. Of course, make a big deal out of it because it is a big deal and don't be scared to make a big deal out
0: of it. You know? I mean, when I, when I did my massage training many moons ago, we were trained, I was trained through an ITech college. Uh, we had a small lesson on what if. And I have to say, in some respects, that stood me in good stead. But on the other, other side, I think they could have spent a little bit more time going into uh, some role-playing. I think mean, that would have been an, 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 a very valuable part of my education would have been, I mean, I again, very streetwise. I came later in, into the massage. You know, I had a whole other career before that, which also had. I. I suppose I can say this, you know, I was chased around the office by my boss who was drunk and chained to the desk with a pair of handcuffs because he thought that would be funny at Christmas time.
1: Um and, Joking, joking i'm not actually
0: joking there i mean i actually left uh purposely left that particular position because I, I i felt thoroughly and utterly um threatened by this man and uh it was and it was at that time it was back in the 80s showing my age here um late 80s early 90s and it, it was kind of very much brushed off I think he got a slap wrist and that was about it. But, you know, that for me was the most traumatic experience I'd ever had. So I'd had that kind of experience before I went into massage. And of course, that training that we had was uh, was good. It stood me in good stead. But, you know, I can't I can tell you, you know, every month I get a phone call from some person. I'm not going to mention any, any sex here because it wouldn't be fair. But just to say that I get regular requests uh, for massages that I think I know what they're looking for. And I have a couple of key questions that I ask and a couple of key things that I tell as a filter. And luckily that has now meant that I have never had anybody come through my door anymore that has expected anything extra
1: what what are those questions do you have a one to hand that you can think of that you would ask them
0: so i would ask them i i would ask them so what for what reason are you coming today for a massage are you looking to book this massage yeah and it's usually oh i just want to relax i say well in in you know is there any specific area of your body where you are experiencing uh, pain, I use the word pain, or um, you have, uh, do you have a medical condition that is causing this pain? So I let them know right from the very start that I'm coming from a medical perspective. So they yeah. say, relax. I say, I go more medical. And then after a while, we know we could dance around the houses, which is fine because they're paying for the call. So we dance around the houses a bit more. And I say, well, let me tell you how I work. Mm -hmm. And I make it very clear. I said, we do a medical intake. Then we will, um, you will, you will keep your uh, underwear on. You will lie on a table and you will be underneath a big sheet. And I will only remove the piece of the sheet to work on the body part that I'm working on. So right from the very start, I let them know that there's no nakedness. They will be covered completely all the time. And I'm in charge. Yeah. And I think that's up. that's a, a, a good way to come over right from the beginning. But I can do that because I'm in business, you know, I have my own business. But in a spa setting, I can imagine that is not always possible. So, yeah. again, that comes down to the spa itself from making it perfectly clear that, you know, any miss, uh misconduct this, this conduct, conduct will not be tolerated and that person will be banned from the spa and will be uh you know we were always told uh, this this treatment is now ending um there will be no charge and uh, please do not come back again that's how we were taught as well especially if the if there was an inappropriate hand contact by that person we were told okay. to stop there and then and to tell them to leave
1: Yeah I mean we've heard stories from therapists of therapists having to leave the room before the treatment even begins refusing to go back in that room because they know something's wrong and just to know there's a team of people there that can help you Mm. in that environment is actually a nice thing to know but what happens to the independent therapists and practitioners when especially if you're you know if you go back to freelancing and when we've done this I've been there you know where I've been to home visits um I always let my sort of next of kin know the address that I'm going to and or did you know go to and you know when I was going to be there and when I expected to finish so there was always um someone who knew where I was which I think is really important Mm -hmm. if you're independent therapist yeah Um, but then there's not actually that blanket support that I would imagine is there in the spa environment in a business setting well you say that because but recently
0: I had a young therapist tell me that she specifically left the spa and gone back to work into a beauty salon because this uh, situation occurred and her spa manager did not support her
1: wow and said oh it was okay
0: God. and and she said no i just thought that wasn't okay she said, well, i said you did the right thing actually uh, no, and,
1: but, and she's kind of um suffering the consequence of having to leave her job which is not mm. great that, that should mm. never happen
0: that should never happen exactly i mean yes we talk about the individual therapist as so we have choices to make and i think that's awfully sad as well but people who do need us we might be put off from from treating them because we we won't perhaps we as independent therapists we won't go to the home visits we won't take uh, uh let's say as a female therapist perhaps i will i've actually said i don't treat uh male clients unless they are recommended to me by um somebody i know extremely well or i know their 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 partner yeah And so I've stopped, I've just said now, when people phone now, I just say, I'm sorry, I don't treat men. Mm. And I think that's also bad because I know that a lot of of my male, good male clients that I've had over the years, you know, I've got so much out of it Mm. in terms of stress release and problems that, you know, I, I feel like, you know, indirectly, you know, of somebody else's behavior is, is actually preventing somebody else from getting the therapy that they need. Exactly. Yes, exactly. It's limiting overall. Yeah. yeah. And, and so we limit our think- business, maybe, or we limit, we limit, we become, we can become fearful of people, which is also very sad.
1: Yeah. You mentioned there about being very clear about people not taking their clothes off or their underwear off, so, but in certain cultures, that's quite normal. Um, in There's some European countries that, you know, expect parts of their body to be massaged and they're quite comfortable exposing parts of their body, like their breasts or the buttocks, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. That's a cultural thing. So again, I, I think there's a, even bigger conversation to have we had that in what's going on where, where's the boundary where's the sort of line you know um yeah. it's really interesting yeah. it, i think massage and body treatments um fundamentally um are still seen as a, a luxury and a treat and perhaps a sensual thing it's um you know there but that's accepted and then there's the non consensual part of it in an environment or part of our industry that is not accepted so yeah yes, i mean distinguish isn't it it's so
0: hard and you and i both know that lower back pain can be can be also related to muscles in the gluteals that are trapped and blocked and nerves and things and there is nothing better than trying to really get in there. But I guess like, as well, it's about towel draping. It's about, you know, teaching the movements that we make. I remember, always remember in the college, we, we always worked with a massive, great big ta- uh, sheet. And I still to this mm-hmm. day work with sheets because I find it the easiest way to make sure that everything is where it should be. Yeah. But it means that I can work on areas of the body that I want to work on. And, you know, you can... You can firm, you can create lines, you can create boundaries with towels, if you see what I mean.
1: If I feel there's
0: a boundary, then I'm not expecting anybody, when I have a massage, to go any further than that.
1: Exactly. Draping is so important. And the amount of time I spend refreshing therapists' draping techniques in training really baffles me sometimes because i'm i'm sure this is, was one of the main things i learned in college was the draping mm. but that was more of a remedial act, like training that i did to mm. start with that was one of the most important things the mm. draping but mm. the, the draping quality definitely needs to be improved overall um a, a, across the board because i think that that there's no consistency between therapist to therapist. I, I see a big inconsistency with drinking. Mm. So that's I mean, interesting. But
0: going back, yeah. Go on. No, I was going to say, we've got lots of topics here, but let's roll that back, back upstream and say, let's yeah. first of all not get into that situation. Let's first of all find a way to be very clear right from the very start what is allowed and what's not allowed. Mm. Yeah. And, and have in place protocols that allow people to end the session and for somebody to know that this session has been ended because your uh, your behavior is inappropriate and then we don't have to and then i mean draping i agree should could always be refreshed but let's go back to right from the very start and say let's nip this in the bud you know your behavior is not appropriate this treatment is being ended there'll be no charge today but please do not come back again
1: i think julie what will do is we will um, publish the three main uh, questions that we ask in that situation, which will help put roadblocks in the way of um, these things happening. And we'll make sure that we um, share those questions on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn platforms for the Spa Sisters podcast, yeah. along with obviously the survey. So going back to the Think Tree survey, just a quick one, was this survey is for, you don't have to be part of the professional body mm-hmm. to take the survey. This is Absolutely for anyone not. and everyone who works in our they industry.
0: Have, they have asked us to spread it far and wide, to friends, therapists of friends, because the more information we gather, the better we get a picture of what is happening within our industry. Yeah. So let's not let's not limit it. And um, they, they, they want you to also clarify a few bits, you know, whether you're male, female, other, whether you want to, um, you know, state whether you are an independent therapist, you work in a spa setting, you work from home. What, so all of that information is really vital, but nothing has to be filled out because if you are feeling really triggered by the survey, then just answer what you feel you can answer. And even yeah. that is also going to be valuable information as well.
1: I've got the survey in front of me and it does say um, that it's a solutions led survey. They want to look at um, the potential solutions for this very uh, problematic um issue that we face and there is a trigger warning on the survey as well Mm -hmm. some of these questions about experiences that may have been traumatic please feel free to pass on questions that could upset and please reach out if you need support so that is fantastic they are offering support Um, and the demographic data is just for analysis only and um some of these questions are really, you know, quite straight in what setting in your is your business based? to so get in the overall picture as you said, and which modality do you work in? Do you work solo or with other practitioners? Um, agencies, third-party And feel their safeguarding policies and procedures are sufficient. Um, and there's like a um a um a tick box kind of um yeah. um method. So yes i'm definitely gonna do this as soon as we finish this podcast and submit my survey because you know i've had one or two experiences and then that very more serious experience and it's so important to share this Mm. so if you want access to the survey we are putting it on all of our social channels um our email address, as always, is podcast at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to us um, for extra support, we can point you in the right direction and support you um, between myself and Judy. And um, I really am keen to see the outcome of this. I think it's really important. I've just seen here, actually, clients making inappropriate sexual jokes or comments during a treatment. Hmm. I can relate 100% to this. Um, So I'm glad that something's being done about it. Me too.
0: Well, thank you, Carly. I mean, as you probably got unaware, this is a topic that I get very uh, about, but uh, it's one that um, definitely is something that we can no longer um, tolerate.
1: No, absolutely not. Thank you for bringing it to the surface. It's really important.
0: A pleasure and as always um the spa sisters here are all about bringing voices together and we want to hear from you so please 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 do reach out to us privately through the email and as carly says through any of our channels and we'll see you next time thank you bye